0: this message i preached part of it last week surging in the storm surging in the storm and so we're going to finish that up today and, and just trust the lord to help us but the first verse there first peter 2 3 through 5 it says if indeed you have tasted that the lord is good as you come to him a living stone rejected by men but in the sight of god chosen and precious you yourselves like living stones are being built up as a spiritual house, to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to the Lord. God has a purpose and a plan for you. Amen? And last week I talked about some of the things that were going on in the world, and and you're going to hear this. Listen, the narrative that's in the media that keeps being thrown out there, can I tell you, don't believe about 90% of what the media says, okay? Because they focus on... Fear. They focus on all these things. It's amazing how that island in Hawaii of Maui catches on fire. And now all these billionaires are coming in to buy that part of that land and force those poor people out so they can establish a little kingdom there to be protected from everybody because there's a bigger agenda in the world And so it's really sad, and you hear all these common, ordinary folks in Hawaii saying, help us, pray for us, something's going on here, we don't understand why these things happen, but there are smart cities being developed all over the world, and there's a lot of fires in these cities. There's a bigger agenda, folks. This is not conspiracy, this is truth. This is truth. And... And I know that we're going to hear more about COVID again. They've already got a vaccine for something that's not yet here. It's amazing how brilliant these people are. And and pushing this stuff, and so they're going to push fear. But remember, the health organizations have just come out and said 99% of the deaths were not due to COVID. 99%. But we know that 50,000, up to 50,000 people a year die of the flu because they have other things. What happens is a lot of times when a person, especially the elderly, get in the hospital, they don't die of what's going on. It really, their lungs get attacked. They get pneumonia, and many elderly do not recover from pneumonia. And so we are to be lights, to be praying, to help the hurting, and the broken, but we're not to live in fear. So as you hear this narrative that it's going to come on strong again, you've got to realize that you can't live in fear because it's nothing more now than a flu and you're going to be okay. So don't freak out. Don't get all upset. What I really want to do is I want to do my own study, and I want to get a bunch of tests, COVID tests, and I want to take them every day for about six months while I'm healthy and just see how many of them are really accurate. Because you get labeled with something and then fear strikes you. Oh, my gosh. But I'm not going to do that because I'm not sure how reliable they are. So be careful. They're going to push things. When they engage with what's happening with the finances in January where this new conglomerate of countries have come together with China and Russia to start a new oil-based currency, Americans, you better get your houses in order because we could have some major collapsing of the American dollar. So they know that's coming, but they're going to probably try to stop it, and the best way to stop it is to keep us distracted by war and other things. But isn't it funny, as we enter into an election year, all of a sudden, we're getting the narrative of COVID's coming back. Wouldn't it be great to have everybody shut in again and mail ballots happen again so that they can? Come on now. Think about this. I hate to say I love America. I'm an American, but I do not trust this government, period. I've seen too many people set aside, actually, in my opinion, murdered for money. Declared COVID deaths so they can gain money. Administrations and hospitals, man. Man. Pity on you from the Lord God Almighty. Selling out your souls and practicing true medicine, not doing that in order to gain financial gain, that is wrong. And there will be an accountability someday before Jesus. There really will. It's amazing how our brothers and sisters in Africa refused to take a lot of that stuff and decided to use the right kind of things that were being offered. Ivermectin. Those different things That can even help with cancer. Whoa. It's amazing, some of the good stuff that's out there. So anyway, as we see storms surging, we talked a little bit last week about Matthew chapter 14. Matthew 14, starting in verse 17. Here's Jesus. He's with a crowd of 5,000 feeding the 5,000. They didn't have anything but five loaves and two fish. And he said to them, we have only five loaves and two fish. Then he ordered the crowds to sit down on the grass, taking the five loaves and the two fish. He looked up to heaven and said a blessing. Then he broke the loaves, gave it to the disciples, and the disciples gave it to the crowds. And they all ate and were satisfied. And there were 12 baskets full of broken pieces left over. And those who ate were about 5,000 men besides women and children could have been 10, 15,000 people. What an absolute miracle. What an absolute miracle. We just read these little stories that we've heard in Sunday school or whatever, and we're like, oh, yeah, yeah, he broke the loaves and the fish, and they were multiplied. No, that's an absolute miracle. And I'm shocked that the disciples were just in awe. Maybe they were just thinking, we're so busy trying to get everybody food. You know, we're not focusing. They're just, keep it coming, keep it coming. But then Jesus tells them, he says, listen, get out there on the sea in the boat. Go to the other side. I'm going to dismiss the crowd, and I'm going to go pray. So he sends them forth. He dismisses the crowd. He went up on the mountain by himself to pray. And when evening came there, he was alone. But the boat by this time was a long way away from land, about three miles, actually. They had been out there about seven hours. Beaten by the waves, for the wind was against them. And the fourth watch of the night, he came to them walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified. And they said, is it a ghost? And they cried out in fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them saying, take heart. It is I. Do not be afraid. If you look at your outline this morning, the first point there is who's been praying for you? Who's been praying for you? How many can honestly say you had a praying mom? Let me see your hand. Wow. How many had a praying dad? Wow. How many had a sibling that's probably been praying for you? Let me see your hand. Wow. Aren't you grateful for the people of God that God put in your life that was praying when you didn't even know they were praying? Lifting you up in prayer. Asking God to protect you, to help you. I think about my mom praying for us, all four of us children, and how God has walked us through so much. But it was the prayers of our mother and my grandmother that made the difference. That made the difference. My grandma would pray four hours a day. And she told me, you were number one. She said, I'm Owen Jr. She said, Junior, you are number one on my prayer list. I don't know if that was good or bad but she said you are number 1 and she would pray and pray and while I was in Bible college she was praying for me wherever I was she was praying for me and you know what the prayers of the righteous availeth much
1: Amen.
0: but here the disciples are out in the boat the winds are just rocking them it's blowing there's a storm and Jesus is on land praying he's praying Hebrews, it talks about how he prays for us, how he intercedes for us to the Father. It's important that you understand that Jesus is praying for you. When you think there's nobody else in your life, Jesus is praying for you. When you don't see anything, don't feel anything, you've got an advocate. You've got an advocate. The Holy Spirit was sent to comfort, encourage, edify, and build you up. Aren't you grateful for the Holy Spirit? Aren't you glad the Holy Spirit's alive? Aren't you glad you're not in one of those dead churches where they don't believe in the Holy Spirit? They name him, but they don't claim him? Come on now, there's a lot of naming, but they don't claim him. Unless they're sick or need a miracle. But they think he's a ghost as he's walking up to them. How many times have you had a situation where things were looking really bad, and in the situation, because you were traumatized or devastated, you did not see God in it? Come on. You were seeing everything else, but you didn't see God. He was there. He was there. He was there. And they cried out in fear, but immediately Jesus spoke to them saying, Take heart, it is I. Do not be afraid. And Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come out with you on the water. Oh, my goodness. I love Peter because he is a guy that will take a step of faith. He's a guy that will take a step of faith. There are times in our lives where we see God is around us, and we're like, whoa, he's identified himself. I'm going to step out. I'm going to make a difference, just like talking about Brandon, making a difference and what he's done. I've asked Shane Harbaugh to just come and give a quick testimony today because Shane's been sharing with me things God's been doing in his life, in his family, but especially in his business, and how the Lord has just touched Shane. And made a way. So I know he was outside there, but they'll get a hold of him here in a minute. And he'll come in here, and he's going to give us a testimony a little bit about what God's doing. But you've got to understand, when you don't see, and he's there, he really is a way maker. He is a way maker. So the second point of this morning is this. Take courage in Jesus in the storm take courage in Jesus in the storm. You can come on up here, Shane. I'll give you this mic here in a moment. Take courage in Jesus in the storm. Sometimes we have to understand that we've got to trust God no matter what is happening. When I think about Brandon, Brandon didn't know I was going to have him come up and announce that today, but last night as I was just praying over the message, the Lord said, just bring Brandon up here. I'm like, okay, I did. You see Brandon getting a little worked up up here, man. He's <laughs> start moving. And, and, you know, Heather's taught him a lot, you know. <laughs> and, uh, but, but the Lord said, I want you to have Shane give a testimony. I don't even know what the testimony is. But I know this much. Here's another, another guy that was in my youth group that had a mom that loved Jesus. And, and set an example, even though she's gone to be with jesus this guy along with brandon are two guys you can trust because they love jesus
2: give us a word i don't know where to start i mean god is good he's a good good father i've been thinking about it since he asked me like 10 minutes before church started uh what to share i mean i There's so much that God's done for us. A little bit of back history. Me and my wife, we got married at a very young age. Uh, She was 16 and I was 18 when we got married. So that right there is a testimony in itself. Everybody told us it wasn't going to work, it wasn't going to last. And we, I guess, just determined in ourselves that we're going to prove everybody wrong. Um, We put God first, each other second, and then our kids third. And we kept it that way with God being the center of our relationship. And it's been a testimony uh, even to this day. We now tonight uh, we're doing a John Bevere marriage story uh, for the marriage group. So if any of you want to come tonight, six o'clock here, uh, we're doing a couples group. Um, God is faithful. And when we put him first, he'll prove himself time and time again. I worked at the same place for 20 years, and God was always faithful through that. When I decided to leave to, you know, make more money, um, I got fired three times in that year. Never been fired before in my life, and I got fired three times in one year. And God was working through it all. In December of 21, me and my son and my wife decided to go out full-time in our own business. And God has just propelled us to new heights. Even through COVID, with COVID, um, even having COVID through this, uh, we've been continued growing. So we decided with our business at a very, you know, being a small company, that we are going to outgive God. And the more we try to outgive God, the more God blesses us. And I want to encourage everybody, no matter what you're going through, whether it's your relationship or your finances or even your health, try to outgive God. You need more time, give more time. You need more of something, give more of that. And see if God will not prove himself time and time again. So my testimony, stand on the word of God. The word of God is truth. If we live the word, we will be blessed. If we don't, we won't. It's just that simple. It's really just that simple. And, you know, perfect church for the imperfect people. It's, we came here two years in February. Um, we attended the same church for 20 years and 25 years. And seasons come and go, and our season was up. And then the following week, we were here. Um, and it's been a blessing. We've got to know a lot of people here. And the small groups have been great. Um, We're plugged into two. And I want to encourage anybody and everybody to get into a small group, or I guess we call them life groups, right? Because they are life-changing. So my testimony, stand on the word of God. He'll never forsake you or leave you.
0: Many times I don't tell people I want them to speak because they freak out and they worry about it. They get all fearful. But not only did he start a business, the business has exploded. And, uh, and it's amazing how the Lord is using that uh, in his life, in his children's life, but also to be a witness to others around him. Get back to point number two. Take courage because Christ is in the storm with you. So important that you get that and you understand that. I think that uh, uh, when we battle these winds winds and waves, when we battle storms in our lives, let me see your hand if you're married. See it? Okay. Let me see your hand if you're single. Hold it up high. Okay. Whether you're single or married, there are storms in relationships. And as iron sharpens iron, we grow one another through those storms. Amen? Amen. If we keep our eyes fixed on Jesus in that situation, it's amazing how he will grow us. He will grow us. I remember I, I told that story about my wife calling me a sloth. Not that I'm lazy, but, but she called me a sloth. And so I was sitting in the bathroom there, and, and she was getting ready, and, and, and I, I started moving real slow. And she looks over at me. She goes, what are you doing? Well, you called me a sloth this morning, and I'm practicing being a sloth. She goes, you are a dork. <laughs> so I kept working on being a sloth. That was really funny. But a couple weeks ago, when I was having these blood pressure problems, and they put me on some stuff to try to help me, it zombied me out. And she walked by me, and I'm sitting there. She goes, you okay? Uh-huh. You sure you're okay? Yeah. You don't look okay. I'm okay. I looked over. I'm okay. You remind me of a slug, honey. First, I'm a sloth two years ago. Now, I'm a slug. I said, that's worse than a
1: sloth. All right. All right. Okay, <laughs> I love my man. <laughs> but, and y'all know, his blood pressure was crazy. Like off 224 of 138, it's, it was crazy. So that's why we made two trips to the ER. So then the doctor put him on five medications. He'd been on one, um, probably only 10 milligrams. So that's like nothing for 10 years, right? So, and Mr. Energy, love him to death. So for four days, he was, like this, sitting on the couch. Seriously, from the moment I got home from work all the way till 10 (laughs) o'clock. Just like that. So after four days, I said, babe, you gotta call Dr. Rashida. You have got to call him. You're like a slug. You're just sitting there. There is, this is not you. I felt, honestly, I felt bad for him. I, I, well, anyway, so I'm, I, I am praying Seriously, y'all can join in. I'm praying for God to heal him. No blood pressure medicine. That's my prayer. So anyway, love it.
0: But I was trying to think of how I could be a slug. <laughs> but I couldn't do it. But I just started laughing when she told me that. But that's the relationship we have. We can talk to one another. She can say those things. I know who she is. She knows who I am. I don't take it personal. I'm just like. I feel like one. (laughs) Look at the third point. Faith allows you to skip. Skip. Faith allows you to step out of the boat. There's somebody here this morning, and God's brought you to the church, and there's a big decision in front of you, and God's saying, don't look to your left, don't look to your right, don't look at the circumstances, don't look at what everybody's telling you to do. Listen to me and step out. Step out. Some of you have have battled whether you should start your own business or not. I'm telling you, I really believe for many people that is a great decision. Step out of the boat. Others are saying, man, what about this relationship? Trust God. Trust God. Ask the Lord to direct your steps. Now, I'm not telling you to step out of your marriage, okay? Don't be coming out of here. I knew I was going to get a word today, and God said, step out. No, 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 no. You stay in that boat, brother. <laughs> you never know how people will interpret things. Don't step out of that. This culture is v- that, that the disciples were in at this time were very superstitious. And so, Baal was the god of the weather. That was part of his portfolio. So, they believed that Baal controlled the weather. And so, to be out there in the storm, they thought, man, this is a ghost. Is there some serpent in the water going to attack us? That type of thing. And later on, the Greeks took Baal and named him Zeus to be in charge of the weather. And later on, the Romans took Zeus and named him Neptune. See, they always had these gods to play on this stuff. Neptune's going to get you. Baal's going to get you. Zeus is going to get you. And they use this stuff. But really, God oversees this world. And Jesus is in charge. Amen? You see, God has you in a position because the hungry that are searching for answers are going to start coming to you. And I believe From now until this time next year, you're really going to have a lot of folks come knocking at your door, at your workplace, in your neighborhood, where you're at in the marketplace saying, do you have any answers? Because there's going to be a lot of confusion coming, a lot of confusion. Because we are in some times I've never seen. Now, I've got a friend, he pastors, he just believes straight up and down by October the 12th, Jesus is going to return I said, "Man, you can't set a date because I'm telling you he's coming. We're entering into the tribulation. And he's explaining all these things to me and I said, "Man, I just don't I don't know. I don't know. I just know it says as it was in the days of Noah, and in the days of Noah it said every thought was evil. I don't believe every thought is evil yet. But we're going fast. We're going fast. In that direction but you've got to rise up and you've got to stand and you've got to speak the truth amen as Brandon said you got to speak the truth in love and as you speak the truth and as you stand the critical will abandon you you're always going to have your critics but they won't stay around long if you keep speaking the truth but when churches start overflowing with truth You're going to see men and women rise up in boldness. You're going to see our our teens, our children, you're going to see them rise up in boldness in schools, praying for people, reaching out to people, God doing miracles. I'm telling you, it's going to happen. Just because it's going on out there doesn't mean God's not going to raise up a standard against it in the house of God. But there's going to be many, they're going to be so troubled in the house of God, they're going to leave God. But there's going to be a remnant, and God's going to use that remnant for a great revival. I believe that. You see, before the beginning began, the beginner was. Can I say that again? Before the beginning began, the beginner was. Can I say that one more time? Before the beginning began, the beginner was. God was. He always has been. Where did it start? He just was. He's God. We've got to be able to get that. God had no origin. He was the originator. God had no origin. He was the originator. And as we step out in faith in our storms, because we're going to have storms, how many know this spiritual battle has intensified like I've never seen in homes, in families, in individual lives? It is intense. Amen? Amen. It's happening. But when you understand that there's about to be a major outpouring of God's Spirit and breakthroughs are about to happen, and you see through all the circumstances, like, go, Jesus, go. Go, Jesus, go, Jesus, go, go. Anyway, I mean, it's happening. So important that we do not get caught up in the lies that are around us. And we've gotta understand that he is everlasting to everlasting, he's infinite, we are finite, he's infinite, he's eternal, but because Jesus came to die for you and I, deity with Mary produces the man God, come on, and he had to be that in order to feel what we feel, to be able to do what he was going to do with that DNA and come and make a difference for all of us to pay the price because of the loss that took place in the garden, you and I have hope. We have hope even in the perilous times that are around us. I look at all you, man, you all look good today. Look at your neighbor and tell them, you look good. Tell them that. You look good. Now look back at him and say, I know. <laughs> but you think about it, You've got food. You've got shelter. God has blessed us. I've never seen the righteous forsaken or their seed out begging for bread. Listen, parents, that wayward son, that wayward daughter, that wayward grandchild, your faith is going to make the difference. Your righteousness because of Jesus is going to get them in. Just keep trusting God. I believe that. It's going to happen. He is incorruptible. The Alpha and the Omega. The beginning and the end. Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Oh, what an incredible statement. If you've seen me, and you've seen the Father. He walked like we walked. He ate. He prayed. He didn't have angels swoop him up and carry him everywhere. He lived the life that we lived. Come on now. And then I look at the story of Lazarus in Luke eleven seventeen, 17. And it says there that right before that passage, a messenger came and said, hey, Lazarus is dying and Jesus kept staying where he was for a few more days and then he finds out that Lazarus is dead his good friend he starts heading that away if you read that passage and when he gets there as he's approaching it says he weeps he weeps Because his friend suffered, was in pain. He displayed that he was human as we were. He had feelings. He listened to Mary. He listened to Martha. Had you been here, had you been here, this wouldn't have happened. But our brother's dead. And then what does Jesus say as he's displaying his humanity? He says, take me where he is buried why does he say that because that grave site is where they lost all faith once they put Lazarus in there there was no more faith it was done so all of a sudden in his humanity the deity starts rising up and he says to them roll away the stone the stone The stone, the Ten Commandments, the stone, the law, roll away, roll away what's kept him imprisoned. You see, there's other things in the story that we don't get sometimes. Roll away those things because I've come to fulfill it and I'm going to demonstrate who I am. And then he calls forth, he doesn't go touch him. He calls forth. He says, Lazarus, come forth. And Lazarus, in those stinky grave clothes, dead, like a mummy, comes walking out. And they unwrap him. He displayed how much he loved his friend. And it's just like the woman with the issue of blood. Twelve years, she's tried everything, bleeding, 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 spent her fortune, lost everything. Finally, she says, if I could just get through the crowd and touch the hem of his garment, just touch the hem of his garment." She finally does, and she's healed, and Jesus says, somebody touched me. The clothes that were on him, that were touching him, she touched. And the disciple said to her, or said, said to him, everybody's touching you. No, no, somebody just touched my nature. Somebody touched. I wasn't even thinking or willing something. It just happened. They touched my nature. And it gets us to that last point. Last two points. Faith allows you to step out and touch. Faith allows you in the storm when it's calm to step out. Do not allow the enemy to deconstruct who you are. You can start playing, Adam. Don't let the enemy deconstruct who you are. I just want to read this to you. I just want you to have hope in your storm, whatever it is. Surging in the storm means you are rising up. You're rising up in the midst. Yes, we'll have storms, and some of you are in some terrible storms, but Jesus is the one that calms the storm. He gives us peace in the midst of the storm. We look to him, and he'll bless your marriage. He'll bring that wayward child back. He'll touch your health. He'll make that way. But I love this Psalm 27. We're going to close with this. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Oh, things are good. The economy's going to collapse. Oh, COVID's rising up. Oh, people are going to be. Oh, my, 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 my. Purdue's going to lose every game. Oh, they had a miracle last night. (laughs) Uh. He is the president. He's not the president. They're the president. Who's going to be the next president? Who cares? God's in charge. He laughs at those little things in Washington. He laughs. The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Whom shall I be afraid? When evildoers assail me to eat up my flesh and my adversaries and foes, it is they who stumble and fall. Though an army encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. The war arises, I'm telling you, this is a word for believers in America. My heart shall not fear, though war arise against me, yet I will be confident. One thing I have asked of the Lord that I will seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. To gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple, for he will hide me in the shelter, oh my goodness, he will hide me in his shelter in the day of trouble. He will conceal me under the cover of his tent. He will lift me high upon a rock. And now my head shall be lifted up above my enemies and all around me. And I will offer in his tent sacrifices with shouts of joy. I will sing and make melody to the Lord. Oh, hear, O oh Lord, when I cry aloud. Be gracious to me and answer me. Stand up this morning if you would, please. Your hope is in Christ. Jesus is Jehovah Jireh, your provider. Jesus is your healer. Jesus is the one. Stay planted on the word of God and let the joy of the Lord be your strength. There is hope in your storm. Surge in the middle of the storm. Rise up and say, no matter what I face today, there's a new day coming. I don't know how many days I may have to walk through this. I don't know if I'm in a Job situation. I don't know if I've denied Jesus and I'm in a Peter situation. I don't know if I've got an issue of blood and I'm in that woman, that unnamed woman situation. But God is there. You may be an Esther, and you are being told to rise up for such a time as this. Would you bow your heads this morning? If you're married, would you take your spouse's hand? If you got some children around you, would you take their hand too? Jesus, as you loved Lazarus, as you loved your disciples... You love these families represented, singles, married. You see the hurt, the pain. You see also, God, the struggles, the battle going on. Lord, some of these that are holding hands have been at odds with one another. Or they've got somebody in the family they're all upset with. You're the bondage breaker. Woo! You're the deliverer. You're the healer. You remove the fear, the anxiety, and the doubt. Lord, we say bring forth unity in these homes. Lord, we say bring forth unity in the church and in churches in our Jerusalem, Tippecanoe County and surrounding counties. Bring forth a mighty move of your spirit in America. Lord, there's third world nations sending missionaries here because they're worried about us. God, raise up America for one more great awakening. Revival takes place in the church, God. That's what revival, it's when the people in the church are revived. But an awakening is outside the church. We're asking for one more great awakening in America. Pour us out and let us keep our joy, our hope in you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Turn to somebody and say, you're going to have a great week. Let them know that.